Hello and welcome to Eerie Earth. I'm your host, Kieran, and tonight I will be guiding you on a journey through the paranormal. Together we will learn about hauntings, macabre tales, and much more. So sit back, relax, and join me as we explore this eerie earth. Tonight, I would like to tell you about a darkness that plagues an historic cemetery in the centre of one of the most haunted cities in the world. A city I've talked about on this show before. A city with such a dark past, it's left scars in the fabric still visible to this day. This city is Edinburgh, Scotland's capital. And tonight, I'll be telling you the tale of one of the most violent hauntings in the world, which is still plaguing tourists and visitors to the city to this day. The Mackenzie Poltergeist. To begin this tale, I must take you all the way back to 1998, to a stormy night in the historic city, and introduce you to a man who, for the purpose of this podcast, we will call James. Rain battered the cobbled streets as James shuffled through the closes and streets, desperate to find somewhere to hunker down for the night, to try and stave off the relentless rain which was never ending. His feet were soaking as he sloshed through the deep black puddles, his holy shoes doing nothing to protect his feet from the icy cold water. He wore a tattered raincoat which barely kept him dry. His dirty jumper was sodden, sticking to his skeletal frame. His matted hair clung to his unkept beard, his weathered skin black with dirt and grime. James had been homeless for nearly five years, living on the streets of the ominous city, lost to the darkness of the parks and forgotten about. He liked to move at night so he didn't disturb anyone or get in anyone's way. On this night, The weather was so bad he had no choice but to leave the safety of his place of choice, living underneath the trees in Princess Street Gardens, to try and find somewhere drier. He would return to his little piece of nature when it had stopped raining, but for now he had one thing on his mind, a dry place to sleep, and he had the perfect place in mind, a place to many would be too dark to sleep, too creepy, but to James he didn't care as long as he was dry. He was making his way to Greyfriars Kirkyard, with the intention of hunkering down in one of the many mausoleums. He skulked through the closes and lanes of Edinburgh's past, avoiding big groups of revellers who drunkenly barged past him, ignoring his huddled form in the pouring rain. It didn't bother him much, he was used to it, But it still angered him that people would not even get out of the way. He passed the Frankenstein pub, a chain bar themed after the infamous monster, just as the bouncers were throwing out a group of lads who continued their argument into the night, pushing and shouting each other. The small bust of Greyfriars Bobby appeared on his right, the rain forming a leaf-filled puddle in the fountain which stood below. The lifeless eyes of Scotland's most famous dog watching him shuffle past in the pouring rain. He soon reached a large wrought iron gate, which was locked with a heavy set chain and a thick bronze padlock. He picked up the padlock and cursed the small lock and let it fall heavily on the gate with a clatter. He looked at the top of the fence. 
wasn't too high, he thought, and he started to clumsily scramble over the gate. He managed to get a leg over before he found himself slipping and collapsed onto the gravel ground in a heap, but on the right side. He stood up and achingly brushed himself off, straightened his tattered old bag and made his way along the puddle-covered pathway, the shadows of the gravestone stretching along like black skeletal fingers clawing at James in the dully lit lamplight. He knew the rough location of where he wanted to go and slowly made his way along the gravel path. Eventually, soaked through to the bone, he reached his destination. A large, looming mausoleum stood before him, dwarfing his huddled stature. He tried the door, but a thick chain wrapped around the handle with a thick padlock interwoven through the links. <sighs> he let out a deep sigh and looked around the floor for something to hit the lock, but his eyes rested on nothing. Disgruntled, he gave the door a heavy kick, pain coursing through his foot. He stepped away from the structure as it loomed over him, dwarfing him in the pouring rain. He sighed an exasperated sigh and continued along the path, leaving the large George Mackenzie mausoleum to mock him in the darkness. He soon noticed a gate to his left which was swinging open in the wind, water pouring off the wrought iron spikes. It led to what looked like an avenue of structures beckoning him closer to them with promises of warmth and safety, promises which he would live to realise were laced with fear. He started through the gate, his footsteps crunching on the gravel, large raindrops smacking the ground when he reached a large mausoleum, the only one with the roof. He stopped at the gate, once again a large thick chain wrapped around the metal poles and another large padlock looked back at him the rust almost mocking him. Determined not to be mocked by an inanimate object, preventing him from entry to his sanctuary, he found a large stone, slippery and slimy to the touch, and lifted it high above his head before bringing it down hard on the lock. After three or four well-placed hits, the lock broke, clattered to the ground with a loud metallic thump, drowned out by the rain. He pulled the chain off, the metal snake slithered into the ground, and he pushed the door open. The air inside was warm and stale. The smell of damp and mould clung to it as it wafted out. James shook the smell off and stepped inside. The slight change in temperature from inside the tomb was welcoming as the rain continued to batter outside. He closed the gate and tossed his bag down in the dusty ground. He looked around the room, the small flame from his lighter dancing an eternal waltz in the cold brisk air as he held it out in front of him, dully illuminating the room around him, the shadows teasing him from their dark confines. Soon, the heat from the flame started burning his thumb, darkness engulfing the tomb once more, silently cheering at his success of defeating the light. Sighing, he kicked his bag into the tomb, the sound of the bag sliding on the floor filling his ears, and he slid his back down the wall, landing on the ground hard. He stretched his legs out in front of him, allowing his bones to groan with pain as he slowly sank to the ground, exhaustion and hunger clinging to his being. After about half an hour of sitting on the filthy floor, James stood up and started to walk around the small room. 
The rain was still cascading down outside, but it eased slightly. Getting restless, he rubbed his foot through the dust and leaves on the floor. He felt his battered shoe catch something. He swept aside the grime and aged mess and found a grate on the ground. A grate large enough for someone to climb down. His curiosity got the better of him and he struggled to open the heavy grate, pulling it to the side and it revealed a large hole which had a set of stairs which led downward. He entered the large room. His lighter held aloft when the flickering light illuminated six coffins. Intrigued, thoughts of what could be buried in the coffins filled his mind and he inched forward to get a closer look. As his hushed footsteps cracked on loose stone and dust, the sounds filling the silence, he stretched his hands out, his fingers wiggling, reaching for the rough stone of the coffin. He reached it, pushing the stone with all of his might, his muscles crying out in pain as he did so, the stone barely moving, the loud grounding noise erupting into the darkness. He didn't think anyone would hear the noise below, and the only ones he felt he was bothering wouldn't care because they were dead. Then he stopped. What was he doing? Grave robbing? Is that who he'd become? Is that what staying in the graveyard overnight made him like? This? Any potential riches locked within the tomb could stay there. He gave up, started to step back, rethinking everything, and went to make his way back up the stairs when suddenly he heard a loud crack and the floor beneath his feet, which he had not been stepped on for over a hundred years, began to rumble and shake. Before he knew it, he was falling, a short drop before landing on the ground as all the air was thrust out of his lungs like a popped balloon. He gasped for air as he composed himself and looked around. He had fallen into another chamber underneath, which was full of mud and gunk. He looked around him. He saw hands, skulls, and spinal cords poking out towards him. He was laying on a pile of old, weathered, rotten bones. Mixtures of mud, water, and ancient bodily fluid covered his entire body. His nose was mere inches from the rough stone ground he had just fell through. Before he could stop himself, he let out a loud, deep bellow and clawed at the ceiling, pulling himself through the hole, scrambling out of the gap, leaving the room of nightmares behind, and bolted from the tomb. Meanwhile, a dog walker meandering through the darkness of Greyfriars, the gravestones like jagged teeth of monsters, started to make his way over to the Covenanter's prison, just as the sound of screaming filled the darkness. He paused on the spot, trepidation filling his being as his little dog ran around him without a care in the world. At first he thought it was a late night reveller expressing distaste at someone walking past when he saw the source of the sound. A tall dark figure limping out of the darkness towards him, silhouetted in the dull moonlight, bones and mud hanging from his frame. The dog walker dropped his dog's lead and bolted from the graveyard with his small dog in hot pursuit as the shambling figure disappeared into the darkness of the cemetery. James shambled past the gravestones, fear and pain coursing through his body, leaving a trail of bones and muck in his wake. 
He soon awoke from his trance-like state to find himself standing in front of the gates of the kirkyard, the very ones which were locked, preventing anyone from entering at night. A mistake he was sure not to repeat. He scrambled over the fence, collapsing to the ground in a heap, stumbling to his feet, and allowed the sights and sounds of Edinburgh's nightlife to engulf him, and he was consumed by the city once more. Since the events of the homeless man way back in 1998, activity at the rather fittingly named Black Mausoleum have been very intense. Ghost tours were set up in the cemetery following various reports of unusual happenings and feelings felt in the cemetery. And it is said that Edinburgh City Council closed the infamous Covenanters prison, the home of the Black Mausoleum, due to the amount of violent attacks experienced. But personally, I feel that this is a story for the tourists. Tours take unsuspecting visitors to the wonderful city, to the darkest depths of the cemetery, and tell them dark and macabre tales of body snatching, murders, and of course, hauntings. Since they started taking visitors to the aforementioned mausoleum, they began to get reports of people being poked, prodded and pushed, to bitten, beaten and bruised by an invisible entity that lurked in the darkness, waiting to be fed the fear of the excited tourists desperate to witness something paranormal during their visit to one of the world's most haunted cities. When they started the tours, the reports were minor. Then they started to intensify to people being knocked unconscious and being taken out of the cemetery in an ambulance. With something so violent and malevolent, it must be something so putrid and horrid, or a spirit of someone so horrendous and disgusting, to create an entity so evil. Apparently not, according to Jan Andrew Henderson, owner of the City of the Dead tours and author of The Ghost That Haunted Itself. One explanation that he offers is that the spirit or poltergeist's origin are not that simple. In fact, he suggests that the entity itself was conjured by fear of the people and the guides who visit and work there. There has been speculation for many years that the poltergeist is that of one George Mackenzie. He was the Lord Advocate for King Charles II and was instrumental in opening the Covenanters prison, thought to be the world's first concentration camp. After the Battle of Bothwell Bridge in 1679, he imprisoned nearly 1,200 Covenanters, followers of the Presbyterian Church of Scotland. Many died of malnutrition, and those who didn't fell at the hands of George Mackenzie, also known as Bloody Mackenzie. While he was never held accountable for his heinous crimes, many believe that he was punished in death by being laid to rest just mere feet from the site he conducted his horrendous acts. However, Jan Andrew Henderson does not believe that it's the spirit of George Mackenzie that plagues the site of the Black Mausoleum, as it's not where George Mackenzie was buried. But interestingly, the tour group named the entity after the Mackenzie Mausoleum, despite it having nothing to do with the poltergeist. While this is the opinion of the author and the tour group, I guess we will never know for sure who or what the entity is. But we do know that whatever it is, the attacks within the Black Mausoleum are certainly a talking point within the paranormal community. I have my own thoughts on the events within the foreboding structure that hides behind the locked gates of the Covenanters prison, but it is exciting to think that there may be something lurking in the darkness preying on innocent visitors. 
Tales of people who are being supposedly scratched, bitten, punched and even knocked unconscious are told on a regular basis by visitors and guides alike. People who are forever sharing photos of their wounds to social media. Will the hauntings ever stop? Or is it all just blown out of proportion? I will leave that up to you to decide. If you wish to visit Greyfriars Kirkyard and experience the poltergeist for yourself, and you can book on to one of the many tours around the city, and if you want to experience the haunting sights of the Covenanters prison and the Black Mausoleum, then you can book on to a City of the Dead tour. I will share the link to their website on my socials. I would also highly recommend reading Jan Andrew Henderson's book, The Ghost That Haunted Itself, if you wish to learn more information about the infamous spook. For more information on Eerie Earth, please visit eerieearth.com and follow me on all social media. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye for now.